And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello once again. Welcome aboard for another hour of music and good things. And we've got a great show for you today. Some, a couple of great guests, including a newcomer. And uh, actually, both guests will be newcomers to our audience because neither has been on the show before. And we also are going to flash back with our opening tune today because this is a guest that we had on, oh, I don't know, it was back in January, I think, uh, when we did the show with uh, Lazy Indie Magazine from uh, India. This is one of the artists who was on the show, and this is her brand new tune. So I'd like you to give a listen to Cherise D'Souza and Step Ladder. We get down and out in a bunch of times. It's hard to make ends meet. It's a rich man's world, so much a miss. About a fame and popularity.
Cherise D'Souza, dynamic singer-songwriter from Mumbai, India. Uh, she writes and performs songs in various genres. I mean, she does funk, pop, country, blues, rock and roll, even reggae, western classical, jazz, and of course her own compositions. We are so fortunate to have had her on the show already this year. And she's performed all over India as well as in Germany, France, Ireland, and London, part of various choirs, collectives, and tours. So we are very happy for her. Hope you like her new sound, which was a bit nitty-grittier than uh, what she's done in the past. Don't you think, John? Yeah, I like what she's done. Of course, I liked a whole lot what she did when we had her on the show in January. I think she's doing a pretty excellent job, and, uh, you know, she's going to go places. You know, the the music kind of, I, while I'm listening to it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, where are the influences here? Because I'm hearing something, a familiarity, but I can't put my finger on it other than the fact that I think that she's taken a style from maybe a half dozen different acts and put them together successfully as one, which is kind of hard to do if you think about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know what you're saying, though. Uh, she has, and she's uh, she's definitely a high-energy performer. She really gets into what she does and does it very well. Cherise D'Souza is the young lady's name, and we thank her very much. Again, hope you like her new, tr- uh, her new tune, Step Ladder, which is out now and available. And, uh, of course, Sharice is available online if you'd like to, you know, catch her on social media, follow her, drop her a line. Sharice is S-H-E-R-I-S-E, and D'Souza, D apostrophe, S-O-U-Z-A, Sharice D'Souza. And uh, hope you like her. We hope you go out and buy her music and uh, we hope we get her back on the show again in the not-too-far-distant future. Again, listeners, welcome. We want to thank you for joining us here on the weekly Pandemicast. And uh, although indications are we might, we might possibly, don't want to jinx us, but we might possibly be getting past the pandemic stage. We can only hope. How about you, John Bon Jovial? Well, I tell you what, a major accomplishment from my wife and myself last Friday, uh, as we record this show, we got our first vaccination. We got the um, Moderna vaccine. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's the mental relief um, of knowing that there is quite possibly a real, true, honest to God light at the end of the tunnel where we can maybe get back together again already uh, in the news today the um, centers for disease control uh, based in atlanta i believe is where they are they're saying that if uh, if groups of people are fully vaccinated and have been fully vaccinated for at least two weeks that they can all get together now without wearing masks and i think that that yeah. is yeah, such that. a that's mm-hmm. huge that is absolutely huge because i don't know about you I wear the mask wherever I go, but I hate the damn thing. I hate it with a passion, but I know it is my... I am with you. Yeah, it's my responsibility to wear it, not only to protect myself, but to protect those people around me. Uh, uh, Right, and that's that's the bigger part. You are doing more to protect others absolutely. than protecting yourself, or at least as I understand it. Absolutely. You know, so that's what's going on in uh, Bon Jovial land. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the uh, legendary Mr. Bon Jovial <laughs> got his first <laughs> vaccine, and I, I tell you what, both my wife and I, it's, it's just like a major woo-hoo. 
now we had to travel well, I'm, I'm a little really, ways, but we got it. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, but uh, you know, I was really kind of disappointed because you and I, I I've been together with you when you've gotten shots before, but usually they were over the counter in a glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and I, I, I think the purveyor was a, a fellow named Mr. Daniels, if I'm not, if I, if I recall. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mr. Sure. Daniels. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, his buddy's calling Jack, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fun time. <laughs> it's fun time here on the David Bowers Awards, where every show is an award show, because there are so many, we just decided we'd make every show an award show, and that makes every guest an automatic award winner. So keep that in mind. And if you know someone whose music you'd like to hear on the show, or perhaps you'd like to recommend them as a guest, drop us a line to David at thedavidbowers.com. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll check them out. Well, we will definitely check them out. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get them or their music on the show. Our first award of the week, since this is being... Uh, recorded on International Women's Day. Our first award is to International Women's Day and all the women in the world, especially those in music. The theme of International Women's Day this year is choose to challenge. And it goes on, a challenged world is an alert world. Individually, we're all responsible for our own thoughts and actions all day, every day. And we want to include in the salute one of our favorite guests and favorite women in the world, Nikki Chris, who's been on the show several times. She now has a podcast, Kicking It with Nikki Chris, where she uh, she talks to uh, indie women, women in indie music every week. And uh, we'd like to suggest you check that out. You can. She's on the SIM Radio Network, Sisters in Music Radio, S-I-M. And uh, you'll find her podcast there. Empowering Women in the Music, Entertainment, and Performing Arts. You can also follow her on Stitcher, so check her out. Nikki Chris, the Sisters in Music radio show, and her show, Kicking It with Nikki Chris, on uh, on Stitcher, on the SIM Sisters in Music radio network. Check her out. And uh, we want to give thanks also to Kitty Bingo for Texas Rock and Roll and our theme music that we've now been, uh, we've had with us now for eight years, over eight years. We want to salute Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble show that follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. And, of course, Armin Spins. You can't miss that. WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. Armin Spins, some really off-the-wall stuff, and you'd be surprised at some of the well, what I think should have been hit music that we may have missed. Believe me, he'll find them for you. And don't forget Jeff Moulton's oldies, ABC oldies, Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock on Rochester Free Radio. Be sure to be there and check them out. And with that being said, we're going to move along here now. And uh, we're going to have to get along to our first guest. And she is another young lady. Miss, uh, her name is Katrina Alexis, and uh, I heard this track we're going to play uh, two weeks ago, and this is another one when I heard the track, I said, you know, we should try and get her on the show, and uh, Jill at Nashville Entertainment Weekly in Nashville, coincidentally, (laughs) was able to do that because uh, it's part of her stable of uh, talent that she works with, 
and we're very thankful for Jill for uh, arranging this, and we're thankful for Katrina for joining us. So here she is. Her tune is Deserve Better. This is Katrina Alexa. Katrina Alexis, 17-year-old talent, will be joining us in just a couple of seconds. And I, I just wanted to add that the opening line of that song is what caught my attention. It's a great hook, and she wraps it up with a great rest of the tune. Katrina, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We're so happy to have you with us. Thanks to Jill for arranging it. And... Uh, you know, you've got a lot going for you at a very early age, and this is something that uh, we, we've found more than once. But, uh, you know, 17 years old, to be at the stage you are is quite an accomplishment. And from a professional standpoint, from the sound of your music, 
you're handling it quite well. How does the challenge of being an emerging aspiring artist professionally at, uh, at your age, how does that hit you? Honestly, it's something that I've been doing for about 10 years now. I started singing when I was seven years old in my local church, just being able to perform around people. I loved being able to perform around people. Growing up, it was more of a hobby than a job, and then I got to my teenage years, and I just wanted to grow more and more. And the last couple of years, as I've been starting to songwrite and do my own songs, I've just grown even more love for it than ever. Well, it comes through, and that's a, a recurring theme uh, that we've heard many times over the years, that, uh, you know, do what you love. And some wise person somewhere said, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think they were right. Mm -hmm. Now, you talk about songwriting. Did you write Deserve Better? Yes, I did write Deserve Better. Um, amazing. I am really impressed, not only with the, you know, with the overall sound, but with the hook and the put together I, I know professional well I don't want to say you're not professional I know long time experienced songwriters that haven't been able to create and weave a hook like that where did you get the oh. idea from I was just sitting down and originally I had a different beginning of the song and I realized it really didn't capture the audience the way I wanted it to so my producer and I we sat down uh, I the song was produced at Rockslot Studios and he just told me, you know, Katrina, I need something that would get get me hooked, get me hooked on the song. And I was really thinking about it for a while, and I was like, well, you know, love's so good, it hurts so bad, because, you know, you can sometimes love someone mm -hmm. so much that it, right. it burns inside. Well, you, you did a, a great job at creating an excellent hook. I, I, I really love the way, and the thing that catches me is the hook is right there at the opening. You know, even if you weren't planning on listening to the entire song, you almost have to because those opening lines just grab you and you're sitting there saying, that was clever. John Bon Jovial, you're sitting there awfully quiet and pensive. What did you think of it? Well, you know, I was kind of actually thinking the same thing and trying to formulate a question uh, that I you know, want to <laughs> ask to Katrina. First of all, Katrina, welcome to the show. We are so glad that you're with us. Um, but uh, it, it, it's not too many pieces of music where you will hear what somebody might consider to be the chorus starting off the song. And the way that you've integrated that in there is very nice. I mean, this thing has really got a great pop sound to it. It's got a real commercial feel, which, you know, uh, you. oh, you're welcome. And, you know, there's a lot of artists that, you know, they know I want to be an alternative musician. And, well, that's okay, that's all well and good, but that's not going to make you any money, no matter how much talent you have. But, I mean, this thing just smacks of commercialism. And, and I'm saying that as the highest form of, of compliment to you. It, you've really done a very nice job. And I would be curious to know where you are going to be musically, uh, your maturation process in another 10 years or so. So, with that in mind... Where do you, and I used to hate it when a sales manager asked me this question, what are you going to sell this month? But I want to know, where do you think, where do you think that Katrina Alexis is going to be in 10 years? You know, that's a question that I've been getting asked a lot. You know, I'm 17, turning 18 in a year. So, you know, the big college question comes up. And I do love singing. And I still want to be able to perform and keep putting out songs as much as possible. 
Um, and I want to keep getting into the recording studio as much as I can. Um, but I do want to go to college and I do want to become a child psychiatrist in my future. But I would love to be able to, you know, incorporate music and just, you know, how beautiful music can be into my practices in the future. And just having, you know, my own songs out there for kids to listen to, you know, depending on what mood they're in and being able to have that impact on a child out there somewhere is what means the world to me as a songwriter. Well, you know, it's really interesting that you say that because we had a guest on the show not that long, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, a, uh, a young lady from Chicago, uh, just a great blues singer, and she's a psychologist, and she wow. uses she uses her music as part of her therapy. And I just think that mm, that is yeah. such a fantastic thing to be able to do. And and that's really cool that you that you are thinking in that direction. The singing psychiatrist. There's yeah. a hook there. There's <laughs> a hook there. Yeah. <laughs> but I I agree with what John just said wholeheartedly. And uh, I'm also thinking along the lines of the fact that uh, what you want to do, especially since you're gearing it towards children, music is a great way of reaching them. Uh, you know, unobtrusively, you're not going to scare them away with music. Whereas, you know, if you just start working on them psychologically, uh, they can be put off. But you can open many doors with music, and uh, I, I think it's a, I think it's an excellent game plan on your part. I really do. Thank you. Have, are you uh, are you studying uh, any of the? Uh, you're you're still high school, or are you out of high school now? No, I'm still a junior in high school. Oh, okay, so you got another year to go before you get into college and and selecting your your courses and and, and everything. So you've got you've got time to think about it, but that's that's a good thing. And I I'm still impressed with what you've accomplished at the age of seventeen. Now you you appeared at a uh, at a show. You're from St. John's, Florida, uh, which is yeah. kind of ironic because my uh, co-host John Bon Jovio is also in Florida. And uh, you are, uh, you're currently touring uh, Florida, are you not? Well, because of COVID and everything, a lot of my events were canceled. Um, I mean, I'm happy everyone's safe and taking precautions, but I was kind of sad about it because I was starting to be able to perform at the Swanee Music Festival and more shows in St. Augustine and Tallahassee. But all those got shut down, so I'm hoping, you know, as you said earlier, you know, things are starting to slowly, hopefully, come back to normal eventually. I, I hope yeah. everything goes back so we know how it was before. Absolutely. And also, uh, right down on a side note there, just, just to keep handy, uh, don't let John hear me telling you this, but right down <laughs> in Naples, Florida. So if you get into the Naples-Fort Myers area, we'll let him know, and uh, we'll get him over to catch your show. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh He's he's my man in Florida. Whenever there's a whenever there's a show there, one of the artists that have been on our show, I always try to send him out to catch the artist and maybe get to talk with them and say hello. And we love. It. I'm I'm out in the Phoenix area, so if you wind up out that way sometime, keep me in mind. <laughs> and I, I do want to mention we're talking about your talent, especially from the singing angle of it. I do want to mention that I caught a video that's on YouTube. Uh, from uh, Lake City, Florida, I believe it was in January, where you did uh, one of my favorite uh, religious songs or hymns, and that was How Great Thou Art. 
And I have heard a lot of people do that. One of my favorites was Connie Smith. But I will I will say one thing. You without without, you know, being overpowering or, you know, taking the taking advantage of the song, you took that song and you showed you showed a set of pipes. I mean, you put out a you put your heart and soul into that and I was really impressed. That was that was good. Yeah, it showed how much voice you truly have and the fact that uh, you know what to do with it helps as well. What's on the now we know that you want to get back to touring. We know that you're still in school so that limits your ability to tour but it doesn't stop you from it. But what's on the agenda in the immediate future? Are you writing more music? Are you uh, uh, obviously, you're going to be rebooking, uh, or you're going to be rebooking dates. But uh, what what are your plans for the immediate future? So my big goal for 2021 is to create an album of my own original songs. I actually have a song coming out in sometime between April and May. It's called Stop, and it really brings out mental health awareness. Um, I'm a big advocate for mental health awareness, and it's really about you know someone being trapped in a place that they really don't feel like as if they belong and I really wanted to write from a perspective of that and I'm excited for people to hear it because I feel like it'll be able to touch a lot of people out there especially in this time where people are in lockdown aren't able to go out and see their family and stuff I feel like right now is a really big time to be talking about that well I'm I for one am excited to hear it as well I hope you'll be sure and get us a copy so that we can share it with our listeners and I'd like to uh, uh, you know, I, I tell all our guests that this is your stage and self-promotion is highly encouraged. So don't hesitate to promote yourself and your music. So I'm going to take a second to do a little self-promotion myself and suggest to you to keep in touch. And maybe we can make a date for you to come back when you get your album together. And uh, we'll debut the album or at least several tracks from the show. And uh, let people hear uh, Chris, uh, Katrina Brooks's and at her best. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, keep it keep it in mind, and uh, if we can, just let us know when you've got the music ready, and uh, we'll make a date to have you on the show, and we'll view the album for you. We'd love to be able Thanks. to do that. John, Bill, before we go to this final tune, uh, any finishing comments? Well, just you know, I wish you all the success in the world. Katrina, and I, I really hope that things pan out for you. Your thought process as far as your future is concerned, I, you know, I really admire that. And, uh, you know, speaking from experience, because both David and I have been on the planet a little bit longer than you, just, you know, stick to what, <laughs> stick to what you are comfortable with. There's nothing wrong with getting out of your comfort zone from time to time. Nothing wrong at all. But if you have a real desire to make music and you have a real desire to help your you know fellow human beings these are two things that you can put together successfully and uh, really make something of yourself i agree you. i agree 100 percent there now before we let you go uh, two things here's your chance tell the folks how they can find you online how they can get your music uh drop your line or whatever so all my social medias are under Katrina Alexis, and then I also have a website. It's KatrinaAlexis.com, but I spell Katrina a little special with a Y instead of an I. There you can find almost everything about my upcoming events. I also have three of my cover songs 
I mean, cover albums on my website. It's a Christmas album, an inspirational album, and then songs that I just personally like. I also have music videos for both of my songs, Bonnie and Clyde, and Deserve Better, both made by Birdwild Productions on my website as well. And you can find both of my songs on there, and you can find my songs on all streaming platforms, too. Fantastic. Now, we've got about 30 seconds left. Tell us about the other track that you mentioned, which is the one we're going to play next, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde, I wrote during a hurricane here in Florida. It was I wrote it when I was 14 years old. It's just about two people that love each other so immensely, but the outside world are just seen as bad. I wrote it based off the story of Bonnie and Clyde itself. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, sharing your time and your story with us. We'd love for you to come back really look to the new music and uh, as I said if we can put together an album interview program we'd love to do it with this in mind okay thank you so much for having me you're welcome thank you for taking the time to be here with us and uh, ladies and gentlemen this is Katrina Alexis and here is Bonnie and Clyde And there you have it, Bonnie and Clyde. That's Katrina and Alexis, 
And we thank you so much for stopping by the David Bowers Award and sharing her music and story. And uh, we've got another guest standing by. As a matter of fact, I see no reason, John Bon Jovial, I see no reason not to bring our next guest on, uh, play some music, and uh, talk with R.D. Olson. What do you think? I think that's a capital idea. Fantastic. Then we will do just that. R.D. Olson will be joining us in about four minutes right after we listen to this. And you're going to love this, especially Elvis fans. This is Mama, I Miss Memphis. I can't help looking back Oh, Mama down on that Mississippi shotgun shack Where Sometimes I wish we were back in 53. You remember we just got it, DJ Bill and me? We was making all them records down the sun, Mama. And everybody was there. Sam and Johnny and Roy, B.B. King, and the Holland Wolf. Who could forget the old killer Jerry Lee? He outlived us all. We didn't know we was making history, Mama. We just having some fun.
R.D.? How did yeah. you do that? So did I. <laughs> so did I recording it. Oh, that well, welcome note. aboard, R.D., and I'm glad to see yeah. you got enough voice left to sit and chat with us for a little bit. Uh, I read yeah, somewhere. Thank you very much. I read somewhere where it said that uh, R.D. Olson understands the blues. Now, where do you think they got that idea from? <laughs> what's, your, what's your background, uh, R.D.? Where did you pick up this understanding for the blues? Well, it's kind of a long story, but, you know, uh, um, I uh, there's a couple of roads to the blues. One was Elvis Presley because, you know, I, I think I was – eight or nine or something when he was performing on Ed Sullivan and stuff. And, you know, I just loved that music. And it turns out he was heavily blues influenced, but truly one night, uh, I was, uh, not supposed to be listening to the radio. I was about 15 years old and I supposed to go to bed. And I was, yeah, I was up there dicking around with the radios, old radios. They weren't old then, but, uh, and, uh, and I run across uh, a blue station on little rock, Arkansas, Ironically, I'm about an hour from Little Rock now, but um, and I heard a music form I didn't know or understand, and I just loved it. And it was a blues station. I was picking up a late-night blues station. It was after midnight, and it came on on Friday nights off Little Rock. And that's when I first heard Muddy Waters, and I was so mm. blown away by that, that voice and that sound. I started investigating blues. So I started really collecting blues records at 17, Lightning Hopkins, anything I could find and Sonny Boy Williamson and that stuff. And so, and I just love the music. Uh, so, you know, you start your journey. Um, where I lived at, uh, a few years later, I, you know, I'm from Zombrota, Minnesota, which is about 60 miles out of, uh, Minneapolis, a real, real small rural town. But when I was gotcha. in my twenties going to school in Minneapolis, I wound up getting some harp lessons from, Muddy Waters uh, harp player, Mojo Buford. Now, Muddy Waters had many harp players, but Mojo was, they'd do a stint for a year or two, then run his own band. And that's mm -hmm. stuff. I, I first got harp lessons from him. And along the way, you know, met and played with Luther Allison and Carrie Bell, and I can go on and on. And, uh, you know, you start building your resume, your blues resume. And living life, you know, living life and can give you the blues. So I uh, did my privilege most recently. I toured with, before he passed away, Long John Hunter, alligator recording artist out of Texas and at that time Phoenix, Arizona. And most recently, Beverly Guitar Watkins, who passed away two years ago. Uh, she did her last show with me. We didn't, of course, know it at the time, but oh, my wow. band would back her up. And then she passed away six months later, and it would be her last live show. So I've been out there a long time kicking around, playing in blues bands and local bands in Phoenix. I was in the Phoenix blues scene for many years in, in Northern Arizona. So got put in there blues hall of fame, I think back in 215, which was cool. So been out there a long time, kicking around, played a lot of nightclubs, a lot of, a lot of juke joints. Well, I have to, I have to inject a little bit of a, of a personal feeling here. I'm really, you know, I, I'm happy for you and I'm glad you're where you're comfortable doing what you want to do, but I'm kind of sad that you left the Phoenix area when you did, because that was just a little before we got to meet. I mean, <laughs> this is my meeting with you. I'm in the Phoenix area now, but I'm misconnected yeah. with you when you were here. Yeah. You know, I, I lived up in Prescott and then sit down. So, I mean, I was in the Phoenix scene for four years. I moved there from Austin, Texas and Phoenix. Arizona, I came, you know, from Minneapolis, 
to Austin, Texas, which had a great music scene the time of Stevie mm-hmm. Ray Vaughan. And when I moved to Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona had every bit as good a blues scene as Austin, Texas did. Um, you had, I played with Chico Chisholm. He was their famous little blues man that Bob Cortor bought. You know, you probably know Bob. He has the radio show there and owns the Rhythm Room. Mm-hmm. And he had bought, brought Chico Chisholm, Howlin' the Wolf's drummer, uh, and Sonny Land Slim and B.B. King. And he brought him to Phoenix and made him a little star there. And then that relationship ended, and I was there. And I think the year would have been about 86, 86, 87-ish, and uh, maybe 88. But um, then I got hired in Chico's band, played with him for about two and a half, three years. So when did you leave so, the Phoenix yeah. area? Well, after after four years in Phoenix, and I did a stint with Buddy Reed and the Rippin' Ups, who was another Phoenix stalwart at the time, I, I, I took a job up in Laughlin, Nevada, playing in, I was a drummer, too, a harp man, a harp player, a front man, but also a drummer, so I took a job playing drums up in Laughlin for a casino band. I wanted to make that next step up, and so Which worked casino? casinos for a while. Uh, we played primarily, this is what I got into, I got into the pickup band that would get when bands got fired, we mm-hmm. plug in. You know, they, they come in on Monday, they sound check. If they don't follow the rules, they get cut. Now, that didn't happen a lot, but I was in the band that got the pickup gigs. But we did a lot of the, and I'll, I'll get you to the casinos, but I did a lot of the, the parties, the employee parties, the birthday parties in the uh, uh, upstairs of the casino. So we played at the Ramada, was our kind of go-to club. Mm-hmm. And Colorado Bell had a nice, uh, beautiful band stage back then. Yeah. And did a Monday night blues jam session there at the Colorado Bell. But we had a house gig um, on the Bullhead City side that we are at every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if we weren't playing there, we were playing a casino or in Lake Havasu or something like that. Oh, well. So yeah, I spent good a times. Couple, I spent, we spent a couple of years up in Bullhead. Uh, been to Laughlin many times over the years. Uh, may have even run into you and not known it at the time, but, uh, yeah. We, well, we played uh, at the Sunshine the... Marina. Remember that place? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Sunshine Marina, and Bruce Speakman was the band leader. Now, Bruce oh, is wow. still playing there, and he's been there forever, but, uh, <laughs> and he had all the contacts with the casinos, and I just, you know, he was, he's got to be in his, I'm 67, he's got to be pushing 80, but I just talked to him here a few Maybe a few weeks ago on Facebook, and then we called and chatted. But yeah, those were uh, John Bon Jovial sitting the there. <laughs> John Bon Jovial is sitting there uh, thinking that I'm having too much fun. I, I know he just wants to get in here and jaw with you a bit, John. Well, yeah, you're ta- you're also talking about you know places uh, that that I've hung out uh, quite a bit too. The uh, uh, you know Laughlin and, and Bullhead City, uh, Kingman area. You know, I I love that part of Arizona. Yeah. And uh, it's I yeah. wouldn't I I wouldn't mind living there to be honest with you. Although I know it gets kind of stupid hot in the summertime, but uh, you know, unfortunately, the Colorado Bell is closed. Uh, I, I hope that it become it it somebody will come along and revive it. Uh, but uh, I can remember you know walking the Riverwalk there, and and my wife and I would stop into the Colorado Bell and you know get a beer and and listen to some of the bands that yep. were playing and hey, maybe we saw you i don't know but we always had a great time there no i played on the monday with the monday night blues band they'd bring a monday night blues band down from vegas and then um host a jam session and after my second time then they hired me to you know to play along with the jam session 
so on other, most of the other work, I was drumming for Bruce Speakman's band. Um, and uh, I know that name. Uh, there was a uh, there was a sure you do. And and Bill Foss was a bass player, long black hair, glasses. Bill Foss was the bass player, and he'd been there for several years. I just reconnected with Bill. He's up in Oregon. And um, so, yeah, and then Ray, it was a, yeah, so that, we had a great time playing there, but it was too damn hot, man. After four years, I said, to hell with this, and I moved to Prescott. Well, Prescott's but a beautiful you know, area, too. Mama, just, yeah, uh, but I, 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 I want to ask you, in, I was going to say, yep. I want to ask you a question about your music. You know, obviously, from this first song that we just heard, uh, you know, there's a real apparent uh, Memphis, Tupelo, Elvis kind of, uh, you know, uh, influence there. Feel. And, yeah. uh, but what other you know, genres of music do you do? Now, as I, I tell every guest that comes on, and, and I know I sound like the Department of Redundancy Department here, especially to David, but <laughs> I, I never get to hear the music before it's played and that's by design because you know they they want you know the the, the staff here wants a, a a gut a visceral gut reaction from me and i really like mama i miss memphis but uh what else oh, does thank you very much oh I, no, seriously i really do but what else does rd olson do and 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 you know what what's what's up what's what's planned for the future well, I'm changing a little bit, but I want to go back to something because we're talking about Bullhead City. I wrote Mama, I Miss Memphis in, um, what year was it, in the early 90s, uh, 93 or 4, in Bullhead City. It didn't oh, wow. just get, it just got released is what it did. But I wrote that driving from Needles, California, the Needles Highway. Know it well. You know, yeah. Coming yeah. into uh, Fort, Fort Mojave and Bullhead City. Yeah. That song, that song jumped into my head. I was just driving down the road, minding my own business. I wasn't thinking about music. And that song burst into my head. The lyrics did, and I heard the arrangement. And I literally pulled over to try to find a pen in the truck. Couldn't find what I, but I wasn't far from home. I lived right off that Needles Highway in Fort Mojave. And I run into the house, and I write that song. Now, and this is true, it turns out that that was, on, it was, that was the day Elvis had died. You know, many years oh previous. Gosh. So I always felt that, I really felt at that time that I'd channeled that song or something, mm -hmm. and, and honestly, and, and I had to get it out. So here's the story about this, and now I'll get into the music game. I was compelled to record it, and I didn't have a lot of money, you know, we're musicians, we don't, and I moved over to Prescott, which is even worse financially, but for music <laughs> work, but, but, uh. But I got it recorded, and I used a Prescott band, and we took it to Memphis on the 25th anniversary of Elvis's death. Now, mm -hmm. I, I had no clue of what I was doing. We got a trade show booth at some hotel where, you know, they're all trading Elvis memorabilia, and, mm -hmm. uh, and nobody was paying any attention to us because we couldn't use anything to do with Elvis without licensing from Great right. Plan, which was 50 grand at the time. So Mama Miss Memphis was just laying there. Nobody knew what it was. And, and, and what happened next, I think, you know, it's one of those, oh, my God, it's like uh, something, something's helping me out here. So I took to the streets. I said, this ain't happening. We got to go out and act crazy and, and, and play the song from a, a blaster on top of the car. And I got on two news channels doing that. Uh, Memphis got on Channel 24, and I believe it was Memphis Channel t t uh, 3. But... Mm -hmm. 
so we we started, and I'm the one that put the stickers all over town, and they were looking for me. The cops were looking for me, <laughs> but they didn't know. I had bumper stickers. I had Mama and the Sniffers bumper stickers, and I plastered them all over downtown on all the bills. Mm-hmm. I put it on, and I'm making a confession. I put it on Sun Studios' window, <laughs> and they said they said the Love cops it. are looking for that guy. <laughs> yeah, and so I put him in the. I was doing girl marketing 101. But it, it got me, so it, it got attention. And so, you know, this is true. So I was staying in a fairly nice hotel on the outskirts of Memphis. Decided, I, I thought, heard about this hotel where they signed one of the first deals that Elvis had made professionally. And it was not too far from Grayson, a little dumpy two-story motel with a swimming pool. And that's where a, a bunch of after-hours traders would hang out and party there because of that deal. So we traded a room... Uh, real nice room to somebody for that room and now the first night in they're trading all night and it's a big zoo but the next morning i go out in the second floor balcony to smoke a cigarette i don't smoke anymore but i did then and there's another big lanky tall guy standing next to me and i introduced myself and he says dj and i said dj who he said dj fontana and i went <laughs> oh my god that's elvis's <laughs> first drummer Right. And I said, I mentioned you in this song, DJ. I've got you in this song. And so he said, cool, and he listened to it. And he took me down, and he got me into the Memphis Mafia um, club that night, going on, where they were broadcasting a, a radio show, syndicated radio show, live from some bar downtown. And he got me down there, introduced me to Sam Phillips' son. Mm-hmm. Um, Rufus Thomas, walking the dog, Rufus Thomas, right. and Scotty Moore, the original guitar player from the Elvis right. band, yep. are all still alive. And that was the trip, so we just re-recorded it back here awesome. uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, where I'm at now. Awesome, awesome. And, oh, and thank you so much. We're running, we're running real short on time here, so I hate to cut you off, but you will come back and see us again, won't you? Absolutely, sir. Hey, fantastic. Absolutely. I, I, I knew... I knew when uh, when I was put in touch with you that you would be a good interview and you would have some great stories and you didn't disappoint me, in addition to, of <laughs> course, the great music. Thank you so much. We look forward to having you come back and see us in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, R.D. Olson. This is called Sheila. <laughs> Sheila, I wanna be your man one day. I cried Sheila, I wanna be your man one day. I cried Sheila, I wanna be your man one day. I cried Sheila, I wanna be your man one day. I cried Sheila, I wanna be your man one day. I cried Sheila, I wanna be
There you go. R.D. Olson, it's called Sheila. We want to thank our guests for joining us today and sharing their stories and music, Katrina Alexis and Mr. R.D. Olson. We want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us and hope you'll be back with us again next week. Same time, same bat channel for another round of the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovi, I think it's time to take us home. I could not agree more. I think we have roast pork chops waiting for me at home tonight, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, dinner's in 15 minutes. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you did it again. We really appreciate it. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, which, by the way, just happens to be broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to follow us, The David Bowers Awards, on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the usual places. And join us next week for The David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. on the weirdly wonderful WRFZ-FM. That's uh, Rochester Free Radio and 106.3 on your FM radio dial. That's 12 p.m. Eastern. And uh, be sure to join us next week, Sunday, on Blog Talk Radio at 2 p.m. P.M. Eastern, and that's 11 a.m. Pacific and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick the Geek, our marvelous engineer, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, saying, uh, wash your hands, still got to do that, keep your distance, wear your mask, get your vaccination, and love everybody. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.